Today on the Tim Man Podcast Show, we've got Jason Jones, LinkedIn specialist. LinkedIn specialist. I'm going to talk about a lot about LinkedIn today. I met you networking meeting. First time I saw you, I seen you. Like Lee mentioned to me, he said, like, oh, that lad there is fucking like ripping business cards there because he knows who's fucking hot and who's what's it. <laughs> so, not that he instantly hated you, but I was like, not sure about this. And then when I fucking mm. started talking to him, I was just like, oh my God, you're fucking legit. We had a giggle there. You're legit as fuck, mate. Yeah, we had a giggle. Talk to me about that LinkedIn specialist. Talk to me about LinkedIn a little bit. Now, how have you got into that? Um, the journey started many, many years ago. Um, it originates from um, being very sales orientated, a lot of sales jobs, and um, it was always lead fed. And I remember receiving leads and saying, this isn't come through the process it was supposed to come through to generate the right interest. And that always um, intrigued me um, to the point where I pulled the marketing department and said to my manager at the point at this big massive insurance firm, can I have a chat with them about some of the adverts that are going out? Because the people that you're trying to attract are people like my parents, and I know what would turn their head, and this isn't right, because these are the wrong kind of adverts that are going out to generate a lot of interest to the wrong people. So when I started talking to the marketing department, the ideas were coming across where it was the right traction, but less, but better people. Um, and it started then with them saying, you're on a 50-50 role, you're working with the marketing department, then you're working on sales with half a target. And then it soon become full marketing, where um, I was guiding the team into what, what type of content generates somebody to want to go further into that tunnel. Um, or should we say maybe sales funnel? What can get people down that funnel? And that's where it really started. Um, and I, I worked at a marketing company for a long time, moved over to, it kind of run its course that did. The insurance company, I think, were, were struggling slightly. Um, it run over to, I'd say 80 staff down to about 20 in a couple of months and I could see the red flags. So I got out of there um, for a friend of mine. Uh, well, I can't even say a friend of mine, she'll murder me if she's ever seen it. My auntie um, is best friends with Stephen Bartlett's mum. So then I got the in there. So I was there for quite, yeah, social chain. I was there for a couple of years. Um, but that's where I really kind of crafted the, the art of understanding people. Because I think that... Danny Wiener, you've got such a weird dynamic with you. Because mm. it's like, you've got this... Amazing sales side to you, you're fucking like ripping cars to them, but you've also got this psycho psychology connect. I mean, that's pure you, mate, and it connection and fucking relationships with people mm. is like. But to have both of those to me, like, how, how do you cultivate some of that? It's a dynamic that you've got to understand. Um, and I think that many years of training people and being in sales, one thing you've got to understand is how people's minds work. And I think that any salesperson should understand psychology or read books how to win friends and influence people and things like that. And um, a massive driver of mine was Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Way of the Wolf is, is a brilliant audio. I can't really read that well. Um, yeah. I can read, sorry, that come across bad. I can read. <laughs> I've got the attention span of a fish. So I, I, I do audio books. Right. So when, when I kind of, um, when I listened to that, it all started making a little bit more sense with the kind of person I am you could put me in a room with anybody and we'll have a giggle and, yeah, and we'll yeah, get along yeah. and find yeah. a common ground. You're legit in that, net, that networking meeting. You were like legit, brother. Well, I think when you find, back to the question you asked, I think when you find 
an understanding of how people's minds work. There's no such thing as a sale. Yeah. I think that there's a, there's a process of making someone else's mind start to think and how do you do that? And that's good sales. Yeah. I think you've got to encourage somebody to want to know more or get a wow factor, which was the branding behind AL. Um, when I worked with their market department, they're, they're all about creating that wow. And I think that's really important because that then creates an action. You know, you've got to, you don't need to sell to somebody. You need to highlight something that's a solution to a problem they might not know they have. And there's a really easy way of doing that without having to force something down someone's throat. Yeah. I think when you understand the mind a little bit better, you can yeah. take your time and there is no such thing as sales. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so from social chain, you were there, what, two years and then? Two and a half, yeah. Then I went over to um, another uh, LinkedIn company. Um, I was there for three years um, and it was good. It was an experience, but it was very heavily pushed on me to do quite a lot. And I didn't understand business well enough to um, bring the sales in, be the front of the business, be the back end and do everything. Um, and I think with the exhaustion of trying to push all different areas of the business, kind of started to lose myself with pressure. And it reminded me of the sales jobs that I used to be in. You know, you'd, you'd pressure yourself right the way up until the end of the month. Oh, you've hit target. And then oh, here we go again, back on that roller coaster of sales. And I felt like that again. And I didn't want to feel like that in, in, in the job that I was in. Um, and it was a good experience with some great people. Um, there was a gentleman called Ian, he's, he's a fabulous guy. And um, I wish him all the best over there, but it just wasn't the right place to stay for me. Um, and then I, I went over to a company called Ad People in Hale. Um, I went there for three months and that was when sort of an epiphany happened that I don't want to work for somebody. Yeah, I want to. I want to follow my guidance, because it always never worked in the corporate world. I always stood out like a sore thumb. It was difficult to say things that was very opinionated because that's not how corporate is. Yeah, you agree and you follow, and you, you're a yes sir, aren't you? And I think that I couldn't be that person anymore. It was it was too difficult. So what stressful. Was, what was the plan like? You to, to come up with a name? There was no plan. There was a Friday I handed my notice in, thinking that this company would want a month's notice, and they didn't. They took my keys from my car there and then and said, take care now, bye. And that was on the Friday afternoon. By the Tuesday, I had socialite. <laughs> so it's kind of... Um, Do you would best when you're sort of backs against a wall, like, when yeah. everybody's doubted you, like, yeah, Jason's yeah. not going to fucking amount to anything? Yeah. Not, not, not going to amount to anything. Everyone, everyone's always said to me, and a lot of people that meet me will always say, you, you, you'll do something amazing. I remember my granddad saying, you'll be a millionaire once because of your mouth. And that was, about, that was when I was about 14 years old. My granddad's really successful. And he said, you, you, you'll smash it. Don't, don't worry. Let, let, let life take its toll. My Have you always had them people around you that's always believed in you that kind of push Never. you? Never. Not one person. Just your granddad? No, not even granddad. Not one person. There's not one figure I can look up to. Not one single person. And that's not me to sound soppy in any way shape or form but no I've never had any form of guidance mentor person that believed in me this whole where's way. that drive come from then not having anything it's come from like kind of scarcity not even scared just not wanting that life um I remember as a child not having food in the cupboard like that was the scariest thing and I think this isn't how life should be and like as I was growing up into my teenage years I'd meet girls and I'd go and see their parents and I'd sit down and have a meal at their house and I'd be like wow there's food in the cupboard wow it's warm in the house wow there's fresh socks oh my god there's a I open the drawers and there's clothes in there that's to me was the biggest driver I needed 
um, it kind of crafts you as a person, doesn't it? It's it's either the, the fight or flight. You can either sit and and kind of worm in the upbringings you had, or you can turn it and use it as, as, you, as you, you drive to kind of get up and do something with yourself. And that's always been the case. Like I, growing up, I had a lot of sales jobs. I was never out of work ever because I couldn't afford to be because I had my own apartment. I didn't I couldn't go back to my mum's. My dad's a, an alcoholic heroin addict. I couldn't. There was nowhere for me to go. Where do I run to? <laughs> so it was kind of always kind of like that, that that keep going, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, which is kind of just. just crafted me into who I am now. Did you always have like a self-belief in yourself? No. No? No, never. Where does that come from, Jace? How, how have you got that? Um, it, the kind of turning point was when I got a life coach. Um, sorry any business coaches out there, but I don't believe in business coaches. I don't, a lot of them aren't, it's hard to find a good business coach. Yeah, they're all kind of giving you cookie cutter, cookie cutter advice, aren't they? It's all like, yeah, yeah. they charge you a hell of a lot. And a lot of the time it's not the advice you needed. And this one wasn't, she was a mind coach, spiritual coach. She was um, a lady called Safina from Manchester. She's amazing, unreal. And she kind of, um, I'd say changed my life, 100%. um, Because there was always a self doubt of, am I good enough? Can I do it? and that's why I stayed in so many dead-end jobs. I was always good at talking, so my sales was always where my money came from. Like, I was always really good at sales. So I kind of just stuck what I was good at and what brought the money in. So you were making money and stuff, but you were never fulfilled. There's always, like, an emptiness never, behind never, it. Never, yeah, never fulfilled. Right. Never. I could I could bring in seven, eight grand a month after all taxes and etc. and I was never happy. I was, yeah. there's something different, there's something missing. I need my own business and I just don't know what it is yet. So what was the biggest thing that she taught you then? That fulfilment side of it, the spiritual side of... Let go of what's stopping you from the past. Fear. Fear. I think the fear of not having anything when I was a child. The scarcity. Yeah. Yeah, it was always me paying my rent. If I if I didn't pay the rent, there's no one I can go to to lend money. There was no one I could. It was always how do you get that starter of what you want to do, and then turn that into savings and have enough time to start a brand. I always thought that starting a business was long. It was difficult. You'll go six months without no money. You'll be building your company. I'm like, I can't afford to do that. What? And I was none the wiser because I was always in a company. I was not networking around business business owners, entrepreneurs, and seeing all these people who saying, take the dive, it's worth it, you'll get there. And having that mentor or that someone saying, it's actually not that bad, do you know what I mean? And for anyone starting business, like, like I do some talks at Manchester University and um, with the young people there, and it, it's, I always say, go for it because it's nowhere near as bad as you, you think nowhere near as bad as you think if there's something that you believe in and you've got a brand that you think you can push and, and that people are going to want go for it go in knees deep <laughs> but I think it was um, yeah it was just I think that, that the mentality I've got now is just has been from childhood you know when you come from nothing anything's a bonus yeah do you know what I mean it's and I think now it's like I appreciate everything that I get and like, I haven't got the best car and the best house, but I still look at it and think, you've got that. Brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's where it comes from. It's, it's the drive of just wanting to be better. 
Let me talk to you about what we talked about before, the networking thing. You asked me, how did I get on with the networking? It's probably the first networking thing that I've been to, mate. I didn't know what my intention was. I didn't know why I was there, to be honest. I just felt like I needed to go to, I don't know, to net. What is that? What 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 what's, what what's is the networking events for you? For me, networking has probably been one of the best things I've ever, ever, ever jumped into networking um, there's no better feeling than meeting people chatting about what the business does and, and what the business do and, and and that room of people just wanting to pass business to each other um, and it networking to me is it's been the platform that's grown my business like the first month that I went into business it was around the 12th or the 13th of the month and by like the end of the month I had 16 sales on the board at 499 each which kept my spirit alive of wow how have I done that in my first month? It's only purely by networking with the people that I knew, going to them saying I've set up and they've gone, that's my business. I didn't really need to ask for it. It was a lot of people around me that have never, I've never had that support. So when I've gone to people, they've gone, Jay, yeah, I'll give you my business all day. Now it's you. So what that, should be my intention? Because I'm going on Friday. I'm going for a second time. I'll see you Because I feel like I, I didn't, turn up properly didn't. I didn't show up no, no. I turned up but I didn't show up from the you that I seen on, on anything I've ever seen to that yeah. person that, that was that, it felt it really was, alien it to me it to felt me. really alien to me yeah and I didn't know you but I knew of you yeah yeah and, and I, 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 I kind of turned this. up um, and I, I was like am I going to shall I go and talk to these people what am I here for what was my intention I had no intention I just kind of turned up but didn't show mm, up mm. and then when I seen you I just kind of sat back and just wanted to weigh it up I think that was a lot though that network's a lot so there was a lady there called Ashley who runs a charity you know, the girl next to you right yes. yeah yeah I took her along and I took her to another one prior to this and I said this will be a good warm up because yeah. something like Reach is, is the, 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 the what um, Kayla, Kayla and, um, and, and Jen's grown is massive to step into that for a first arena of networking is a lot. Yeah. If you've not got someone sat on the side of saying, relax, it's cool, you got this one. Yeah. Like that, it's a lot. So don't kick yourself to say, I don't know why. I'm... Take it in and embrace that and see, this is what networking is about. All right, okay. Then go and try someone different. Then go and try somewhere else different because every single networking event you go to is completely different. It's got a different vibe to it. And there'll be people in there, you'll be like, yeah, I love this. And there'll, there'll be events I go to and I... Genuinely, I only stay there because of just manners, because I know the people who run it, but I just want to run out of the door because it's not for me. It's not the right group for me. It's not the right place. You get your vibe, and when you get your vibe, you know that it's good because somebody like like yourself, with being how you are, you'll generate a lot of work from it, and it'll open a lot of doors. There's a lot of big companies there, small companies that need help as well, um, and I think that you'd really take to it well. Don't I think, just, I, don't, I'm just, um, I don't know if I've, I've just got this like thing about fucking sales, mate, that I'm like, it's, I, not. It, it's an insecurity of mine, I think, mm. that as soon as I think of, I've said this before about sales and sort of like cars, and I don't want to go in there and just start selling, and I feel that that's, I don't know, I'm fucking, I don't know if little Tim coming back, I don't fuck knows, but I'm, I'm going in and I'm like... When I talk to you, what are you mate, worried about? What you th- what's the biggest fear of standing up, talking, trying to sell to no, a room? No, I'm all right or... with that. I'm just like I, I, going in and kind of my intentions being all I want to do is just sell t- to these people and not actually build a proper relationship. I don't want them to think I'm just there. It's weird, isn't it? Well, it's a controversial topic, this is in networking. I've got a really blunt, 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 very blunt way of thinking about networking. 
and it goes against about 80% of the grain of people until they understand why I've said that. Now, I always say that networking is the best thing ever. It's amazing, but I'm not there to make friends. I've got friends and I've not even got time for them. So why am I going to make time for you out of work? This is networking to line my pocket, to line your pocket, to grow our businesses together and to thrive. Friendship will come along the way. And I've always said this because I'm, it's, and I've said this openly and people have really grilled me for it. And I'm only trying to say it in terms of a, Friendships grow naturally. Don't try and force a, a relationship with somebody. I need to really get to understand you as a per No, can I help your business? Can you help mine? Can I refer you to grow your business? And the friendship grows right, alongside all right, that. All right, Jase. I, th I think maybe I am, I am sort of positioning in my mind that a little bit like that, that I, I'm, I maybe I just need to reframe the perspective in my mind mm. to go with that. Because if that is the case, then I think I'll make it a lot easier for myself by it's, doing that. It, well, what I look at it is, let's say, for instance, you especially because it's not naturally in me. Well, man, so, man, do you know what I mean? Say you attend a meeting four times a month, once yeah. a week, and you're there from six a.m. You don't rock back up into the office till eleven. You don't really start productively working till twelve because you get your head round stuff. You, yeah. Whatever. There's six hours. What's your hourly rate? Yeah. Times that by four times that you're going in that. You, 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 what you're there two and a half grand. Yeah. You're two and a half grand in. Yeah. I don't need to spend two and a half grand to meet a friend and grow a relationship and build relationships. I can't even do that with my own mates. I'm not on my time. I'm working, I've got kids, I've got da 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 life's busy. So we're there, cutthroat to earn money and to, and to bring sales in. And when you understand a room and you can go, right, let me go to that group, 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 right, okay, who's my ideal target audience out of this? There's four people here, little rip in the card, because I'll get 10 cards, and there's four rips in it, I know I've had a really good conversation with these four people. The other 10, I still had a good conversation with them, but I don't think there's room for business there, but I could possibly help them. So I don't mind doing that, because I'll push anyone and I'll help anyone. My black book's huge in terms of referring people and being able to connect people together, but I think that the nuts and crannies of networking is that you're there all to generate business. And even if you don't own your own company, which a lot of people in networking don't, the salespeople, they're there to generate business. Because afterwards, how that grows is the consistency of growing and keep going to these networking events or a particular event where you're a member of, you'll form them relationships anyway, naturally, because we're humans. But a lot of places, because they don't want to sound too cutthroat, is saying that you're here to, to grow a relationship, to get on to know, like, and trust people. Well, I wouldn't have a business if, if, if I wasn't functioning right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the know, like, and trust is, 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 comes from being able to trust that person to refer them to your connections. Now, I understand that to a certain extent. But if you've got a good review of a business and you've got however many reviews and you're all over the place, I would refer you even if I didn't know you and I'd say, I know someone I met in the other week that does SEO and that can build your website. I'll refer you on to them. Whether that bad experience is that I've never really referred anyone that's had a bad experience too much. Do you know what I mean? Once or twice in the in the years I've been networking and I still go to networking events and I've never done business with these people and I'll sit with them more and have a laugh with them because that's the growing the friendship side of it. Do you know what I mean? Even though we've never done business, that relationship grow naturally. Where I walk into a room and I'm like, oh yes, how's it going, Tom? And I'll go and sit down with them and we'll go and have a drink together. And I think that should, that grows naturally. So I think networking is your own perception of what, what you want out of it. A lot of people, a lot of people, including a good friend of mine that was there the other day, 
isn't there for business. His business is flourishing. He doesn't want business. He's trying to grow his own confidence. And there's nothing better to be in a room of people you don't know and standing up for a minute in front of them talking about yourself. So he's there to grow him as an individual. If he gets business from it, he doesn't mind. But he's there to grow his confidence, which I think is amazing. I think it's amazing. Because there's no better place to do it than a room full of strangers. But then on the flip side of it, like I was... I, I, his journey probably started about a year and a half ago and I've been there ever since. Nearly every event he goes to, but now he's networking all over the world. And he's he's good at it. Where does someone start off networking? What where, where, what places would you recommend to like small businesses, businesses? Um, I would just say find your local event. There's a lot of there's a lot of companies out there doing it. There's there's I personally would say there's two that really stand out, real five. Um which is an amazing brand. Um, the concept, they've got it nailed down right. Um, the formula of the event that they do and the places they pick are very concise. And I think it's a nice, relaxed atmosphere to, for someone to come that's nervous. Yeah. I think BNI is that step up where it's a slightly a little bit more hold you accountable to passing referrals, getting one-to-ones. But for people that need that accountability, just to give them a bit of a kick up the backside, you've got an app and you can you can log all your one-to-ones and then you can kind of pushes you into doing business and it, and it does give you that support network a little bit, a little bit. So the, I'd just say find your local Real Five or BNI. Um, I think they're the two ones that I'd recommend, definitely. And there's a couple of people in there that I'd say head towards them if you need some support. Yeah. Because they're prolific networkers. And prolific. Prolific networkers. I I would say, like, people, I would say networking slags, because I was one of them. I, I, there wasn't an event that I wasn't at. I was I was doing a lot of networking. I've kind of took a step back the last four months. Um, what was the reason for that? Focusing on me. Yeah. I needed to focus on my journey, um, where I was. My business was my, my business was running nice, and I wanted to take some time just to find me again. Yeah. Because before I had my own company, I kind of found me, and then I feel like I've lost me a little bit in the midst of the busy world of running a business. I don't think people understand like the stress of it behind it. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot. To, there's a lot that you take on that I didn't understand. Yeah, one thing that really impressed me about you, mate, was um, you don't put a mask on you. No. You are yourself, even though you are the salesman, you are the relationship builder and stuff. You are yourself throughout, you know, I see so many people putting the mask on for personal life and their friends and family and then for business. You have got that mask on throughout. That's one thing that I really, really did admire about you. I think it's, when we're, we're not for everybody, are we? And yeah. I'm comfortable with that. I never used to be. I never used to be. I'd mask a lot. Yeah. And I'd change who I am for certain people. We talked about that fighter that was in, that was in you, that ego sort of like driven, you know, put, putting that mask on. Yeah, it, it hides a lot of insecurities. How it? did you drop that? Becoming vulnerable at parts of like doing things that you would, that would put you, I think making, putting myself, being comfortable, uncomfortable. And that's slow stages because, um, in a room, I'm already a presence. I don't yeah. even need to fucking speak. Yeah. Everyone always looks at me and thinks I have a drug dealer, yeah. tattooist, yeah. PT. And I think, what? Like, I've got to get around that perception again. All, all, all of the above combined. Tattooist, drug dealing, PT. No, I couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Think that if you want. It's cool. Because when you have a chat with me and you chat with other people, you'll know that's not the, that's yeah, not the yeah, right. Yeah. That's not that's not the perception. I'm the biggest giant you'll ever. I'm like the softest bear you'll ever meet. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And with with 
an art of gold and I think that once you, you move around that perception and you chat yeah. a lot of people say I'm actually a bit surprised it's weird and I'm like but I'm happy with people saying that now it's cool like before it used to shock me I'm like yeah, you don't you, know You've me. gone past your yeah. mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The issue's with them. Yeah, they, it is. And, and it was the same with co-op. I remember, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. When, when the co-op, co-op's one of my um, one of my clients, and I remember my third meeting to sign the contract. And it, I was walking down the road, and um, uh, I was coming out of the hotel in, uh, in, in in West End. And, you know, the uneven cobbles you can get on a road, the, sl- the, the, the paving stones, and you stand on one, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, mud, the mud and water went up on my suit, shattered me splashed all the way through my suit I thought I can't go to meeting like this I remember going home and I had one of these but a black one and I turned up without a pair of and still signed the contract and I thought if I can rock in with what I would dress in normal comfortable yeah. like why why did I want to put this appearance that I was a corporate person when I wasn't yeah. and that was one of the biggest changing points of business for me that I could go up to co-op sign the last meeting and sign the deal with them wearing a tracksuit and TNs and they loved it and every time I go up there and do training and stuff like that, they they giggle and they say, you're just so real, you just don't put anything up there. And I said, no. Beautiful man. Because if, if we're not for each other, I'm happy with that as well. Yeah, See yeah, you later, yeah. move yeah, on to the too. next, it's cool. Like, if you don't understand me or don't want to, it's fine. Yeah. LinkedIn, talk to me about LinkedIn, becoming this LinkedIn specialist. How did you make this sort of transition to like just doing the LinkedIn? Gradual, um, I just understood LinkedIn. Um, I think that it was trying to, LinkedIn had a, a very big perception that it was a business platform. You can't put pictures up on a business platform of you at the weekend. Yeah. What's that about? Um, it was very corporate run with um, a lot of the older generation. And I think that at the point where I started my LinkedIn journey, it was the right time where LinkedIn needed a change. And there was only, maybe I could mention three names on LinkedIn that are in my industry, in my sector, that do what I do, that was changing that perception of LinkedIn. And we drove that hard. Um, because I think a lot of the time with social media, there's a very, very hard stigma around who you should be and what people think that you are yeah. and you're not. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's where, at that time, I was saying to the accountants, I'll give you a story. One of one of a, a lawyer from Hale, very very well known lawyer, and perception from outside. He drives a Rolls Royce. He's got tweed suits. He looks the part. You think all day lawyer, all yeah. day. But he's in a rock band, and he hid that. Didn't tell anybody. He's in a rock band. He, um, I won't mention, but he's a cross dresser. Yeah. Um, loves to go to all these drag shows and stuff like that. Um, and he hid that well away from any professional place. Um, and he plays guitar in this band. And he said to me, Jay, I, I can post on LinkedIn and I could spend four hours doing this article about the changes of the, the industry. Nothing. I'll get six, seven likes. Why? I've spent four hours doing that. I think that's what people want to see in it. I said, well, I think people want to see you. Yeah. They want to know you. They want to know the person they're dealing with. And he was like, right, well, when they meet me, they'll see that. I said, but you'll never get to meet these people because they've got a perception of how it is here. And that's what you've drawn up. Show who you are as a person. And he was like, nah, it won't work that, mate. I said, I'll tell you what, you'll sign the contract with me and become my client if I get more likes than you on a post. He said, deal. So this was on the Friday. So I said, get your post done. Put it whenever you want. 
So um, the Sunday afternoon, I said, uh, it was about two o'clock. I said, what are you having for tea? He said, that's a bit of a weird question at the weekend. I says, yeah, what do you do? And he says, wife's cooking Sunday roast. I said, will you get me a picture for it? And he was like, what? I said, let's get me a picture of your table with the Sunday roast on. Are you ready to eat? He says, all right. He said, and then you put weirdo. I was like, all right, cool. So he sent that picture over to me about six o'clock. Uh, Monday morning, um, I posted it at quarter past seven in the morning. And by quarter past 10, it had something stupid like 85 likes, loads of comments, loads of people saying da 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 da. I did a little bit of a write up saying, weekends for the family time, da 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 da. And, he, and he, he was laughing because he did his post on Saturday and had six likes and it was all about business yeah, again. Yeah. And I said, you're transitioning over to just showing that little bit of vulnerability mm -hmm. of you because these people are dealing with you and you've got to they've got to understand you to want to even reply the message you've got to you know you've got to know a little bit about you and it's kind of like the networking thing know like and trust before they even reply to a message before yeah. they even accept your connection request they've got to understand hmm, i like the look of this guy and that's what's going to get a high acceptance rate on your connections so I won him over as a client, but now he, I can't stop him posting flipping pictures. And it's unreal because the next one I said to him do was this picture of him sat in his um, in his office, like he's got like a half an office. It's weird, half it over his um, an office. They're posh, loads of books, and he looked like he was he was in a nineteen eighties castle. And that side is all his music stuff with his with his guitars and all this. But so I said, you know, get some content out there of, of you, and he did do, and he's he's flying now. And he, he's dead happy, he's done it, and he's just said, I never thought this would be the way LinkedIn would be in it. And I think it's just gauging um, from the start of about seven years ago when the change happened in LinkedIn, when it became corporate mm. to a social media platform. Yeah, so that's yeah. what it is. Um, and that transition in, in changing people's mindsets of corporates and businesses. And, yeah. and that's obviously in your game, you'll understand it. It's kind of where everyone's going, even in the big corporate world, the banking sector, finance sector, it's not shirts and ties anymore. Yeah. And they don't want to look like that either. They want to look approachable and friendly. So how's that going to come across? It's kind of the old ways. If I said this one five years ago, they'd say, no, 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 no. Shirts and ties is how we want to look. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of just, it was an easy, I love it, man. It I was mean, an easy I've, route in. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been, you know, sort of just telling everybody to sort of, you know, lean into the personal brands for, for years and years. And, you know, to see the shift now, it's just like, it's beautiful. I, I love it, mate. People just really, you know, engaging on LinkedIn from a personal point of view. And then you mm. kind of go, oh, you do that as a business. All right, sound, I've got some business for you. It's like, mad. I fucking love that. It's mad. Yeah, but I, I love doing that. But then when I go to these networking meetings, I feel like I need to shift that round a little no, bit. It's exactly the same. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Be you. A lot of people in in networking want to give the perception. Right, you wouldn't be. At, what's the one reason you go to networking? What do you need? If I'm really honest, I'm, I'm there for more business. No, no, I? yeah, more business. So that's what everyone needs. Yeah. So we can't shy away from the fact of you want more business. Yeah. A lot of people put a front up that their business is thriving, it's amazing, doing really well. Oh, yeah. I could do this, I can, I can be selective. But no, you're there because you need business. Yeah, yeah. You would not step foot into, link, into networking if you did not need business, yeah. regardless. Even the people that are growing the companies, da, 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 they still want business out of it because it costs you to join. You understand what you've got to do. You've got to pass business. You've got to network to people. You've got to show up and do one-to-ones. That's all to generate business. So from the perception of um, LinkedIn, it looks like everybody's doing amazing. You don't have to show that. It doesn't yeah. have to be like that. If you're looking for business and you're actively wanting to grow your company, do say, say that. But I think a lot of people shy away from it. 
a lot of people shy away from it. Why did he shy away from that? What's the... Well, is it the, the little kid inside him again coming from a scarcity mindset that no, I, nev- I, think, I never want to look fucking vulnerable, I never want to look no, like I'm not I think, successful? I think part of um, the way that the culture, society, the, the society is these days is that we're trained to want to be with the people that are doing well. We want to be a part of what's good. We want to be a part of what's trending. So for a small business that's not doing well, but a big business that looks like they're doing well, and the perception is that they're doing well, everyone wants a piece of someone that's doing good. How are they doing that? How are they doing that work for them? I want that. So that's where it kind of comes from, doesn't it? it it's Everyone wants a piece of someone that's successful and that's doing well. And that's kind of how you start that trend and how you, your business starts to get known and grow because everyone knows you for, for doing a good job. And that's the perception that a lot of people put out but they're really struggling with three or four clients and they need more. Is that the biggest thing that advice you give to, what would be the biggest advice to give to people on LinkedIn? From Jason Jones, what would you say to people if they're listening to this right now and they're not doing any LinkedIn at all? Make a start and be you. It all depends as well. You know, it's, it's difficult advice to give because some people work for somebody. They haven't got the passion to want to show vulnerability on LinkedIn because they're not financially benefiting from it. Yeah, they don't need to use their personal LinkedIn to, to grow their LinkedIn to, to grow sales for a company that's not even theirs. From a business owner's perspective, I would say um, if you are a business owner and you are growing your business and you're not really on LinkedIn, it's just make a start, put some little bits up about stuff that you're doing in the business, even if you don't want to go too personal because not a lot, a lot of people don't. Celebrate success. What wins are you, have, you, have you had this week? Put it up. What stuff are you doing with charity? What events are you up to? Where are you going next week? What, what's your plans? Like, tell us a little bit of your story. And then just make a start and be consistent with your start because LinkedIn's kind of like a diet. If you stop, you'll get fat again. If you stop, you'll get no traction. And you'll, you'll then lose the will. Then when you want to start doing LinkedIn again and you want to start posting, you're not getting any traction. You've got to go through that pain at first of a couple of months of just building yourself and getting comfortable putting something up being comfortable speaking in your language, not a language that you pe- think people want you to speak in. You know, be you. Do you know what I mean? Show that vulnerability. And I like, my transition was about three, four years ago fully. And I don't think I've put a business post up in the last three years. Nothing business related. Maybe networking, but nothing business related. Nothing about the products I offer or the services I offer. Because I feel like that's a conversation that we can have. What is it you do? And that's the, probably the biggest question I get asked. What is the what is the product service that you offer for people? If somebody's going that really fucking like this tattooed, bearded, gym going, pink teddy bear, yeah, teddy bear, drug dealer. What does he? <laughs> what 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 can you offer him, mate? Um, for me, it's there's three areas of the business. There's there's the coaching and the training. So we we go into businesses and we'll teach a full company on like half day, full day, six week course, 12 week course on how to use the platform to generate business. That's all it is, how to generate business from the platform. And that's anything from the finance, construction, trade, um, to exterior jet washing companies, um, anybody really that wants to start using LinkedIn. If your ideal target audience is on LinkedIn, whether it be B2B or B2C, we can still help. Um, then we've got the software side. So I sell a software that I own um, that does LinkedIn automation, generating leads and stuff, and it can hold up to 20 LinkedIn profiles. So for like an insurance company, which is a client of mine, they'll have 15 profiles on. That generates 220 leads a week for them that are warm. So it'll just, it'll just 
go through it and you can add on all your profiles then there's like the one-to-one stuff where I'll manage your profile I'll do everything I'll do all the messages for you I'll do all the connecting for you and sort of assist you in generating them leads um, but they're the three areas yeah it's all just generating business on LinkedIn and how to do it um, I think that the fundamental start on if you have got a LinkedIn profile and you're not really using it I'd say optimise your profile and what that means is make sure you've got a nice banner up there make sure that people can understand what you do you've got four seconds to turn somebody's head to understand what you do yeah. four seconds so you send a connection request they get it you've got four seconds from that point they need to understand what you do and how you're going to give them value how you're going to save them money or how you're going to be a solution to a problem that they've got because nobody needs your service nobody wants your service Nobody needs your service. They don't want who wants to pay somebody to provide them something. No, but if you're giving them a solution that's going to either one save time and earn them more money, why would they not do that? And and I think that's where it goes in sort of the education side. I'm, I'm on my LinkedIn now. I'm really going to up my game and giving loads of tips and hints yeah, away and start yeah, yeah. giving some stuff away because at the minute, like the biggest thing that people are doing is when they become a client, I've got to optimize the profile. I've got to generate all the banners for them. Yeah. Just get started on. There's a lot of, um, as we said it before, about a lot of cookie cutter advice out there, people giving people information and they're just, they're giving the same advice to like different people where you really go into people's brands and personal brands, understand them so they can, you know what I mean? So, so it works for them. That's why, you know, I was so, not insistent, but really excited to get your mate to deliver mm. that message because that's what I'm trying mm. to tell people. It's you know, there's business coaches out there giving the same fucking advice to everybody else and then everybody's fucking LinkedIn, Instagram look exactly the same so, with the same colours. I'm just I, like... I had a meeting with an accountant the other week and she's really struggling, really, really struggling. Um, and she said, I've had a business coach for six months. I pay him 1,200 quid a month. I said, right, okay. I said, and the part of the business that you're struggling isn't running the business. Isn't running the business. It's not the management. It's not the finances. It's not anything. It, it's the lead generation that you're really struggling with. So go back to your business coach and ask them before I give you any advice or anything. How can you help me generate business and get my brand out there more? Because a business coach should know how to give them advice on what they're, they're missing and what they can improve on and what they can be a little bit more better on yeah. or a little bit more consistent on that area. Yeah. And she's come back and said, no, he's not really giving me much at all. And, that, and this guy is charging £1,200 a month. And she's no, no lead generation from him. No lead generation advice at all. Um, be more consistent with um, putting some, um, oh, what was it? She does like little videos at home um, and tips and hints of, of things to look out in the construction world for um, accountancy. Are you putting this through VAT? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? I'll just be a little bit more um, consistent with that because you haven't done one for two months, have you? And I said, that's not going to generate goal leads. That's not, that's just giving a bit of credibility that you know you, you know your stuff. Yeah. Um, and she was really upset with it. And I was like, and I see that with 80% of business coaches out there. They, they really teach people how to run your business when it's already flourishing and how to get to that next level, yes. But if we go back to an SME, more predominantly the S's, how are we growing them to the M's? Yeah. Because that's where a lot of S's are at. They want to go to M, but they're not generating any business. And business coach, I don't see very many business coaches at all being able to take them through that stage of saying, grow your brand here, grow the business there. That needs a little bit of work. Your marketing needs to be a little bit better on this. It's always kind of thrown back on them to do. They don't know how to do that. They don't know how to create a post that looks good. Help them. You're a business coach. How does somebody go about uh, running LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads for me is, is um, I've always experienced it as a no-go. Yeah. Mm. LinkedIn ads aren't anywhere near as good as something like a Facebook ad yeah. um, or Instagram. 
Um, it's, it's, I think it's an area they need to work on um, in terms of being niched. It's expensive, diet. isn't it? Yeah, very expensive and it's hard to get your niche um, and to find your ideal target audience. But at the same time, where a Facebook ad might pop up or an Instagram ad might pop up, pop, might pop up yeah. it looks natural. Yeah. LinkedIn, you can see that it's a sponsored ad. You can see that this one's paid to be in your inbox and that, for me, puts me off. I think there's a lot of room they can work on on that. A lot of room. What What kind of fill, fills you the most about what you do? What is it? The Have you got a specific client that you've kind of... Because you get a pure buzz off that, don't you? When you see your clients the, flourish you. The biggest thing is when someone's struggling and you've turned that business around. Yeah. And you can do that within two weeks sometimes. And, and it's amazing because they'll start the process and I've took money off people and, and they've come to me after and said that's the last bit of money I've got and I'm oh like, fucking hell jeez that, that's that, pressure that, that brother isn't it well I give the same attention to every client but I think it gives you that little bit more of a um, added love to make sure it works yeah. but the thing is with me the last eight months I've been selected with who I work with if I don't think I can generate your business I genuinely would tell you turn you down where at the beginning of my business I didn't what I kind of thing I would took anyone and give me an example of that what what kind of thing would not resonate with you to kind of go let's say if I had a plasterer yeah and they're doing a lot of domestic yeah I don't think LinkedIn's the right platform for them I don't unless you're very niche and Venetian Venetian plastering and you're trying to reach out to corporates I can maybe help you with that but you're doing more sort of commercial kind of, of stuff one to three man band and you want to yeah. oh, what, what do you want me to do message Redrow Holmes and say do you need any more plasterers or I kind of would struggle with that but a lot of the trade in terms of um, the construction and a lot of trade is really easy to generate business for finance sector really easy to generate business what's for. the reason for that um, because LinkedIn's predominantly run by um, the finance sector and the, the recruitment sector, and it's all very um, office-led, LinkedIn. Construction's coming up now. Trade and construction's coming up. Yeah. Um, trade I'd never have touched, and I would have said it's not, construction isn't for LinkedIn five years ago, but now it is. It's really pushing far, and you're getting business owners. I think the pandemic really helped. The pandemic, um, seeing an increase of LinkedIn was huge. The business owners jumping on LinkedIn thinking, can I find work from here? Yeah. Then realising it was a really good networking platform because all they had to do is search a company and then they can speak to the director of that company. Do you know what I mean? So from a networking aspect, it, it grew huge. But I think that for me, finance, property, construction is one of the best areas I love working in. Uh, you can sort of generate work pretty quick. So you, are you going to these networking meetings every single week, are you? Most weeks, yeah. Yeah. I'm joining one now, the one you were going to go to on Friday. I yeah. put my application in to join that because I could know I could help a lot of construction and trade people in there. So what in there, isn't there? It's busy. There was a lot of visitors, but what I like is the proactiveness of, of that group. Yeah, they seem everyone's referring each other, we're standing up well, and everyone seemed dead proud of it yeah, as well, yeah, which the, I liked. The two ladies that run it are really good. Um, yeah. Jen and Kayla, Kyla, they're really, really good at what they do. Yeah. Um, they're good at being able to bring a group of people together and they'll tell you themselves that's only through networking. They never had that network before they were networking. So being able to use that to their advantage and pull a room for people, and that's the same with my own networking that I do. Like, I'd say there's 40 people there every month, and they're all fresh, fresh people. Mine's in Wigan, yeah. And um, 
and that's only through networking only you know it all stemmed from networking i think the best bit about networking for me is being able to grow my phone book with people um like i consistently get people ringing up saying jay do you know someone who can do that and i'm like yeah there's virtually anybody like i had a security company the other day ring me and say jay we need um some uh, bespoke vests for a festival that these guys are doing in south africa and they need to be bulletproof and stab proof and they need to look like this and i was like sweet and i referred them on to somebody and I was like, how the hell? How like, that's the just networking. Hell? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a, a person that makes the vests, but they, they do them from China and they can have some bespoke made in China. It's crazy. And they're doing business now. They've ordered these 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 jackets, which are, the price on it was phenom- phenomenal. Have you always done that, like, throughout your life without doing it, just, like, being able to put two people 100%. together? I, I, I was close to setting up a business just doing that. Yeah. I was close to because there's, there's a real power in that, isn't there? Referring yeah. and, and and what upsets me the most is when you don't even get a thank you for people that have earned hundreds of thousands off it, and that really upsets me. I have that quite a lot. I do a lot of referring. Like when I go into my WhatsApps, I'd say there's easy eighty introductions there that people still talking on my WhatsApp. On my LinkedIn, there's probably easier access of about two thousand introductions on there, and it's just me passing that person to that person because you can help each other, you can do business. The only, the only upsetting bit about it is where it kind of, it happens 50% of the time. I'll put two and two together, they'll do a lot of business together, and I won't even get a thank you off any of them. I think, that's rude. Wow, come on. <laughs> how, do you, what, how do you stop yourself from not doing it anymore? You don't accept that. It's Just part, because it's of that. part of what you do, isn't it? Because that's of who you are. Yeah, and if you start... Not what you do, but who you are. Yeah, and if you start getting down by the people that don't say thank you, like, what the hell is that about? Don't be such a, you know. Yeah. It's cool, because when I see them, I might get a bit of love and a bit of, oh, do you know what, I did business with that guy, thanks. Like, oh, it's cool, man. But I think that it's kind of a big karma thing. It'll come round. Like, I I get WhatsApps that just pop up introductions saying, this is the guy that I could totally help you with. I'm like, oh. So it'll come round. But I get a bit of a buzz from that as well. It's, it's huge that mate, isn't it? Yeah, I get a bit of a buzz. Elevating what, other people. Uh, yeah, helping people. Yeah. It's massive. Um, it's massive and I think that if I ever need... Is that the, really the, the the core of why you're doing this to the actual Jay Jones? Because you, you love helping people. The purpose of why you're doing this. Because it... Money's just a result of what you do, mate, isn't it? I think a but lot of why you do a it. lot of what I do stems from not having someone there to guide me and push me as I'm older. Like when I was younger, yeah. so growing older now, a lot of where I'm at in my positions is helping people, seeing them grow and flourish. Like I have a football team as well. Because you know what it likes to be on your own, and you don't like seeing people on yeah, their it's, own. It's, it's a shitty feeling. So for me. A lot of positions I'm in are about helping people. Like, you know, I've got like a, a football team, Turton Football Club under 13s, and we've had them a year. I've had them a year. And when I took them on, they're three seasons. Uh, they've not won one game. They drew one. They've lost every single game for three seasons. That's a tough cookie, that. And um, we've had them 11 months now, and we're the top of the league, joint top of the league. And someone to see that team a year ago, you'd not say that at all. What changed them? What did you What did you implement? The dynamics of basics of football and um, teamwork. Working together as a team. Teamwork and just being able to let the ball play the game, not you run around like an headless chicken. And and like, 
even the parents you should have seen the Christmas presents I got off the parents they were unreal like they were all saying like <laughs> you are like a father figure to my little yeah. lad thank you for everything you've done because it's not just about the football coaching it's about changing the mindsets as an individual and every single person in that football team you kind of like a bit of a, a they look up to you massively and when you say look if something happens chin up and I always do this that's my thing at football so whenever we do something I'll go and they'll, they'll look and, and you see the change in people like there was one little boy in particular um, he was really overweight and there was not a team that would have him in and he was on the bench a lot of the time when thing had, and now he's never comes off the pitch he's my star defender he's unreal and um, we've been working on his shooting and he scored his first goal the other week by a free kick and I said all the other players that I knew would probably score it I said, Isaac, you're having this. And he took it and scored it. And you should have seen his parents crying, everyone like, because just the journey for him in the last 10 months, I've helped him with his diet, I've helped him with his mindset, because he used to be very angry and upset with people, but really it was his insecurity about him. And I'm like, it's cool, I've been there. And that change in just the whole team, I don't financially get a penny out of anything, but I spend three nights a week with these kids. Why? Because it's just nice to see that grow. Plus my little lads in there as well, but it's nice to see that grow. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's because of me, though. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's it's it's, it's life changing. It's life changing. Do you know what I mean? It's. I remember, I remember influences from when I was a kid, when I was doing judo, when I was doing all the fighting stuff. I remember my teachers saying, "You've got this," and no one's ever said that to me. Nobody. But I remember six or seven snippets of my life being a kid where someone's believed in me and I've gone that feels different yeah. and all they need is a bit of confidence and a bit of love and yeah. saying you can do this you've got this which is nice to give back do you know what I mean I did it in Thai boxing I was a Thai boxing teacher for a long time and I had two classes a week that were free for parents that didn't work um, and that was amazing as well I was four or five years of doing that and, and the class was 45, 50 deep I didn't get anything from it, but what I got from it is just seeing kids change and seeing people change and flourish into proper adults. Do you know what I mean? Manners. A little bit of discipline with yourself. Do you know discipline mean? yourself. Yeah. yeah, I think kids have lost that these days. Yeah. The, the, the society where we're at at the minute is rude. Being self-entitled, I deserve, the life deserves a living life. It's unreal. It's scary how the government's letting that slip that way, but they need us ill. You've got to do your bit, haven't we? You've got, you got to do your bit, like, and yeah. you're doing your bit. Yeah, and I think it's important. It's important just to remain who you are and just be happy at that. So I think, on the, on, especially on LinkedIn, a lot of people, they put this big front on. You don't need to. Yeah. You don't need to. Usually, I think it is the, 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 the little kids suffering inside of them. I think it is beautiful having you in their lives as well to actually help whatever that is because I mean LinkedIn specialist life coach mate it's like I know you don't like the term right but you are doing that with people Jay aren't you it's not because they've got it in them sometimes you need a trigger I'm not changing I'm not doing anything I'm, I'm, I'm just putting pushing pressure points with people and switching the light on they're the ones that are doing the magic not me I'm just giving people a stepping stone of what they've already had but they didn't but that's what a good coach does yeah, Does it I, not? I don't do fuck all, man. Honestly, I'm not taking any credit for any of that. People do it themselves. The hard work starts with you, you know, not me. I, I, anyone can tell you anything, but the hard work always starts with you as a person wanting to go. 
all right, what are the stepping stones and how do I be consistent with anything needs consistency. Anything in life, you have to be consistent with it and stay on the journey no matter how hard and slippery it gets. How much has the martial arts played into that with you, um, the, the discipline side of it? Um, that was me being bullied for many years. I think it was a, it was a good spread of all the way through my primary and three years into my secondary um, until my granddad, he was chief of police in Manchester and he took me into um, the police cells and back in the days, the police cells used to have boxing rings underneath a lot of them and there was a boxing gym there for the police and I remember getting into this ring with this kid who was my age and he walloped me in the nose and it boom, popped my nose and I said, look, this is what happens and it happened all the time at school and I was like, wow, like, no, I'm not doing it. And my granddad said, yes, you are. And he was very, you wouldn't mess with my granddad. He's like seven foot tall and scary. And he said, you're coming back tomorrow and you're fighting the same kid and you'll keep doing that until you give it him back. And I remember the second day I went back, I wallowed him back and, and, and he busted and he was crying. I said, wow, am I capable of that? Wow. And that was just not because it's aggression and it's fighting and it's that, because I think it's wrong, but I think it's a very good life lesson to to have for me that was massive for me in terms of a confidence because I was always the quiet one that wouldn't say boo to goo like, I, I would legit see a group of lads and, I'd, and I'd, I'd walk five miles the other way if I had to even if it was 30 seconds that way do you know what I mean so it, it kind of changed me as a person and, it, and it, it gave me confidence that nothing else can give you like um, this Sunday uh, we've got two football teams down at Kersley Tie Boxing um, and I've paid for him to have an instructor, one of the one of the world champions. He's amazing, and it's just to grow the kids' confidence because where these two teams are at, my team and a friend of mine, his team, they're amazing football players. But if they have a hard knock from someone, the head goes down for the rest of the game. They're scared to play football, so I want to give them that bit of confidence and that bit of ignite that little bit of fire in them. So they're coming on Sunday, which will be good. Sunday at twelve o'clock, it'll be really good. Um, just to see the team and the confidence grow and hopefully the club then, the, the Kersley tie boxing will scrape up a couple of the kids that will st go start going a little bit more and grow that confidence but there's four or five in a team of 15 that I want to stay there just to grow the confidence but for me it didn't, it just gave me that bit of confidence to be able to walk my head high a little bit but that amongst a lot of other things growing up really, 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 really was a helper to me. Yeah, it gave me a stepping stone just to have a bit of confidence. Yeah. What does, if I said to you, what does, what is success and what does success look like to you, what would success be? You can't measure it. I think it, it's, it's different for everyone, isn't it? Um, I think... For me, success is waking up. Um, that's where I start. And then the second part of success is giving him a little boy a kiss and waking him up. Um, the third part of success is being able to breathe and walk and move. And like the money doesn't mean fuck all to me. I know you're I'm not really that. not asked about money in the slightest. It'll come and go, broke or not, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Money just gives you an extra bit of living way you can just relax in other ways. Like success is, is just being able to live. 
I think yeah, there's no such I don't see success as part a multi million pound company. I think health I've had a lot of health scares this last year. And that coming on the other end of that's been success for me. Yeah. How can how can people get older, Jace, if they wanna they wanna work with you, mate? What's the what's the best way of getting them in touch with you? I don't LinkedIn. have social media. Jason yeah. Jones, LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just DM LinkedIn. Jason on there. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn. Um the best way, yeah. Or reach you. Reach me. Yeah. You introduce them. There's your referral partner starting. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, appreciate you, mate. Appreciate you coming on. Um, fucking. It's, just from this podcast, mate. I'm just. I'm going to turn. I'm going to show up differently on Friday because of it. Hmm. Um, you know, I think people are going to get so much value from this. I mean, you know, preaching about people turning up properly. Showing up properly with the personal brands on LinkedIn, I think coming from you, it might hit home a little bit differently. I'd say um, the biggest thing for networking, if you can help somebody else, it will come back. If you can connect that one person that you know, or that could be a really good introduction, go and introduce yourself and say, you ask for that person in that industry, but I don't know them, but I know someone similar to them, would that help? Yeah, that could be a life-changing client for that person. I've had a life-changing client sign up three months ago. Life-changing, and I'm talking fifty percent of my income. Life-changing. You know, all my smaller clients—they're all my bread and butters. But this one was life-changing, and it wouldn't have happened without networking, and it wouldn't have happened being introduced by somebody else. I remember that person, and um, the person that originally net that introduced me to them. My first invoice, fifty percent got given to him. I said, just, it's, I can't thank you enough. And he was like, no. I said, yeah. And this guy's a multi-millionaire. He doesn't need what I offered him. <laughs> doesn't need it. But I said, come and take the kids away this weekend or something. Do something. I'm like, thank you. Just out of respect. Yeah, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. I think, stay stay humble and just be gracious. Would be, my, be what I'd say to people. Just be nice. Don't, you can't meet good men these days, it's difficult. Yeah. Or good people. Good people, I say men, that's really one-sided, isn't it? But I think for me, a lot of men's health comes into, I do a lot with men's mental health, and I think that it's hard to meet a good person these days, because a lot of it's smoke and mirrors and ten masks. It's hard to get past and past and past and past. Yeah, agreed, mate. Thank you, brother. Thank Appreciate you. you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Tomorrow, what, what, you're